Coming up on the Children's Hour, we explore running with runners who were inspired by their running and who inspire others. We meet artist, author, and blind Olympic champion runner, George Mendoza. His running and athleticism inspire amazing art. We're also joined by kids and adults from Running Medicine who inspire whole communities to run together. Finally, we meet Gabe Vasquez, whose running supports his run for Congress. We learn the scientifically proven benefits of running and exercise, all mixed with great music. Stick with us. Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico nonprofit that's supported by listeners just like you. Learn more about us and find hundreds of podcasts at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Why do strings never win a race? I don't know why. Because they always tie. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the Children's Hour. It's public radio.
Ama Piano, we are growing, done by Edith, right here on the Children's Hour. That's a song out of South Africa. It comes from a soundtrack of a 1980s TV series in South Africa called Shaka Zulu and was a European sensation in the 80s when it was originally performed by Margaret Singana. This version is on Wowie Digital Music, and it just came out. I'm Katie Stone, and you're listening to the Children's Hour, and we're here with a whole lot of kids. Hello, everyone. Hello. Who do we have with us today? Hi, it's Kodiak, the cat. Hi, I'm Corbett. Hi, it's Lily May. Hi, it's Cade. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Beth. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Maya and Peyton. I'm so glad you all could be with us. Thank you so much for joining us out there in listener land, too. Today on the show, we're going to talk about running. How many of you are runners? I am. I am. Um, I, I run a lot. I am. Lily Mae, what do you like about running? Well, I'm not on like a track team or anything, but I like to run for fun. And I'm on jump rope. Oh, that's right. You're on a jump rope team. How about you, Cade? Tell us about your running. I run at least a mile every day. Wow, a mile. I usually do more, though. That is super cool. What do you get out of running, Cade? Why do you like it? Um. Well, one of the reasons I like running is it's not like flat out running. It's running really fast, seeing a rock or bench, and then jumping off of it as fast as I can. So it's also partially parkour. Um, so like I'll get running and then just run up a tree or something. So that's also why I like it, because I like running up stuff and jumping off stuff. and Parkour. Okay. Well, we'll put a link to parkour at childrenshour.org so you can learn more. Look for this episode, Running, and learn about our guests who are extraordinary. All of our guests have been empowered somehow by their running. George Mendoza is a blind champion Olympic runner as well as a painter. And he's the illustrator of a brand new book called Colors of the Wind. You'll hear that book today on the show. And George is one of our guests. We'll also meet kids and adults from Running Medicine. It's a project of the Native Health Initiative, and it brings people of all ages and abilities together to run at their own level. And we learn how that can benefit not only each participant, but the entire community. Then we meet a runner whose running is supporting and sustaining him as he runs in a different kind of way. He's running a campaign for a seat in Congress. We'll talk with Gabe Vasquez about running and how it's influenced his running. But first, this is Lori Berkner. You're listening to the Children's Hour. up through the grass every day I watch the children play as they go past but when they aren't looking and no one else can see I open up my petals and we 
time is long and thin Watch me as I'm waving in a soft wind But when you aren't looking And no one else can see I open up my petals and We go running down the hill I, I, I'm running down the hill I, I, I'm running down the hill I, I, I'm running down the hill I go jumping down the hill I, I, I'm jumping down the hill I, I, I'm jumping down the hill Lori Berkner right here on the Children's Hour, and I'm Katie Stone here with the kids crew, and with us is the man who illustrated the book Colors of the Wind, the story of blind artist and champion runner George Mendoza, and it's also his story. Welcome to the Children's Hour, George. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. George, you're blind, and that means you can't see. But you are a runner, so how do you not run into things? How does that work, <laughs> to be a blind runner? Well, I want to start by saying I had sight until I was 15 years old, and I lost about 100% of my central vision and about 80% of my peripheral vision. So I have about 10% vision. And being uh, in New Mexico, the sun is so bright, that I'm able to see different shadows and shapes. So I'm able to run with my peripheral vision. However, in most of my track and field events, I ran with a sighted guide. The, the, story, the funny story about that is I was, <laughs> I was faster than my sighted guides. <laughs> you had to but, keep up you know, with it. It's hard to find somebody as fast as me. So I competed in three World Olympics, 76, 80, and 84. And I had the world record in the mile and half mile for 12 years. I was lucky enough to run with the New Mexico State Aggie track team. I practiced with them every day. And then also I had my own personal coach at the New Mexico School for the Visually Handicapped. But I've run into a lot of things, okay? I've run into hurdles when I don't have a sighted guide. And um, the funny story is I've run into a lot of rattlesnakes in the desert here. A lot. Like over 100. Yikes! And a couple times, I think the, the kids will like this story. A couple times I saw something sliding along the desert road. And it was the first time this 
long distance run, I became a high jumper. Okay. <laughs> I jumped over like a six foot diamondback rattlesnake, but they've never bitten me. A couple of rattle, but I, I wouldn't recommend being legally blind and jumping over a <laughs> hundred rattlesnakes in the desert. Yeah, I would say that sounds a little scary. Now let's get back to peripheral vision so everyone understands just what that is. You can try this experiment at home. If you stare straight ahead at a point, but then you can see there's stuff on the sides. You're not looking straight at it. You can even bring your hands back and forth, sort of, uh, you know, all the way back by your ears, but then all the way forward again to the point that you're looking at. All that side space, that is your peripheral vision. It's your side vision, the vision you're not looking at straight on. The kids have a lot of questions for you, George. Wait. They said you were also an artist? Yes. How do you paint when you blind? Okay, so again, like Katie explained, I have a little bit of vision. I paint very close to the canvas, so I'm able to see bright colors against a dark background. So most of my backgrounds are black, blues, browns, purples. And then with a thick piece of chalk, I would outline a circle for either a sunflower or a sun in the sky or an eye. And I would just trace that with bright uh, primary colors. So like, you know, you, your primary colors are red, yellow, and orange. And I would start tracing things with white and then fill it in with uh, yellow, reds, and oranges. Your, your work is really beautiful, and we're posting some of it to childrenshour.org. Look for this episode running. What's the furthest you have ever gone at one time? It was the marathon, 21 miles. Now, I know the marathon's 26, uh, but that was the longest workout I ever had. It was 21 miles. Ooh, wait, 21 miles total? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I loved it. But that's when I saw a lot of my friends, the rattlesnakes. And <laughs> and then I found one place along the road uh, coming into town where everybody knew I was coming. So they <laughs> they make iced tea or lemonade for me. It was tough, but it wasn't fast. It was long, slow distance. So I enjoyed that. And it was over rolling hills and then coming back on the frontage road. In those days, there was a dirt road. So I did that nine months out of the year. I basically ran 60 to 100 miles a week, nine months out of the year to get ready for nationals. And then when the Olympics came in June, I would mostly do swimming, little training on the track, but I would pretty much be ready to go for the Olympics in June. So I, I didn't run 100 miles a week. Uh, probably took a month off and just did uh, sprints on the track. And did a lot of swimming to relax. George Mendoza, you have written books, made paintings, and are a champion runner, all while being blind. What motivated you to keep going and keep making amazing things, even though it was really hard? I think I learned that from my mom. When I went blind at 15, she goes, you're not going to quit school. You're going to get an education. I'm not going to watch you sink or drown. You're going to learn how to swim. A lot of it's talent, too. And I've lived a very adventurous life uh, between 
the Olympics and the art and lectures and books. I've traveled all over the world a couple times. The key for me is persistence. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. And my mom added a line. She said, quitting is not an option. I got to tell you, running, walking, hiking, and all that exercise keeps your mind clear and gives you happy thoughts. And just, uh, I, I love what I do. George Mendoza is an Olympic champion runner, an acclaimed painter, illustrator, author, and so much more. You can learn more about him at our episode page, running at childrenshour.org. George Mendoza, thanks so much for being with us today on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It was fun. You'll hear his latest Colors of the Wind, the story of blind artist and champion runner George Mendoza, coming up on the Children's Hour. Hey, everybody, lace up your shoes. The sun is coming up and the sky is blue. I'm going to run Children's Hour Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science, announcing Chocolate, the Exhibition, a multimedia science exhibit that engages the senses and traces the evolution of chocolate from a small bitter seed to the delicacy it is today. The exhibit runs through March 2023. More info at nmnaturalhistory.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and events center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. You can purchase tickets, learn about events, play, and other opportunities, including future locations and music shows, at electricplayhouse.com.
This is Colors of the Wind, the story of blind artist and champion runner George Mendoza, written by J.L. Powers with paintings by George Mendoza and published by Purple House Press. George never stayed still. When I grow up, he thought, I will be a basketball player. George never got sick, but one day he looked out the window and he saw the whole world painted red. He thought, that's funny. George never fumbled the basketball, but then he started to see blue and orange and yellow squiggles floating in the air instead of the basket whenever he tried to make a shot. His head hurt all the time. Sometimes it hurt so bad he had to stay in bed all day and he couldn't play basketball. He thought, that isn't so funny. The doctor said, George, you're going blind. George didn't lose all his sight, though. Instead, he started to see flashing lights and brilliant colors even at night when he dreamed. He tried shooting baskets, but he kept missing. Instead of a basket, he saw an enormous eye floating in the air. (laughs) George and his mother moved to New Mexico where the sun always shines. The sun helped George's headaches, but he was still clumsy. Whenever he tripped over something that everybody else could see, he yelled at himself. At a camp for the blind, George and Debbie went for a walk. Debbie had been blind from birth. She had never seen the mountains or a Ferris wheel. When the wind ruffled her hair, she asked, What color is the wind? George looked around at what he saw and answered, The wind is like a rainbow. It has every color of the world. George soon forgot Debbie's question. Nobody else sees the way you do, a priest told him. You should paint what you see. George didn't listen. He thought, I'll never be able to do what everybody else can do. That was when George started to run. Running made him so tired, he forgot about being blind. That was one of the reasons he liked to run. George discovered he could run very fast. He could run a mile faster than any other blind person. In fact, he ran so fast, he went to the Olympics twice. But no matter how far or how fast he ran, George always saw things that nobody else could see. When he looked at the world, it was like looking into a kaleidoscope. George's best friend died in a motorcycle accident. The thought that he might die scared George. He started to wonder, why am I even here? What's my purpose in life? Sitting in a chapel one day, he saw something different than the usual squiggles or brilliant colors floating in the air. He saw himself, bathed in light, running. He was running into the light. George never forgot that vision. Now he had something to say to people when they asked him what it was like to be blind. 
He kept running, but started talking too. Sometimes he talked to crowds of people. He told them that everybody was good at something. One day, a flyer arrived in the mail advertising a contest for blind artists. George remembered the priest who told him, you should paint what you see. He remembered Debbie's question from so many years ago. He asked himself, what color is the wind? George started to paint, just like the priest told him to do. George had recently hiked through a swarm of butterflies. He painted what he saw and named it Butterfly Eyes. It was his first painting. He won the contest. After that, he started painting every day. Sometimes George experiments. He might place a candle out in the wind or rain so he can see it flicker when the wind blows or raindrops fall. Then he paints all the eerie colors and strange things he sees in the flames. Sometimes George uses paintbrushes, but most days he finger paints, using heavy work gloves with gobs and gobs of paint. Sometimes George visits schools to talk with students. He asks them the same question every time. He asks, what color is the wind? Then he lets them paint. Their paintings always surprise him. Sometimes George still runs, but when he looks at all the paintings stacked in his studio, hung on the walls of his house, or even better, inside a museum, he smiles. He never thought he would be an artist when he grew up. That was Colors of the Wind, the story of blind artist and champion runner George Mendoza, written by J.L. Powers with paintings by George Mendoza. Published by Purple House Press. Dear Common arrives out of breath, examines the girl, turns to Mama to say, Wilma's so sick, she may not walk again, but we must have hope anyway. At twelve years she's healthy and finally walking. Confidence.
From American Heroes number three, that's Jonathan Sprout with Can't Stop Running. It tells the story of Wilma Rudolph, who lived 1940 to 1994 and who overcame severe physical challenges to become one of America's greatest athletes, much like our previous guest, George Mendoza. Today on the Children's Hour, we're learning about running. And our next guests who are with me and the kids crew are from Running Medicine. We have Peyton and Maya, Leanne and Joshua. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Can you tell us what Running Medicine is? Yeah, so Running Medicine, uh, it's a collaborative group. And so we get children and adults uh, in a setting that really fosters everyone's uniqueness and it's a shared space. And so it's more than just running. It really does take it to that next level and it builds a sense of community. Tell us more about what it's like when you have your running events. So I'm Leanne and I'm from Zuni, New Mexico. Uh, We do have running medicine here in our community. And yeah, honestly, we we don't mind if you don't run as long as you're walking. Any kind of physical activity is more than welcome. Um, For our community, it's just having a lot of people together creating bonds with one another, being there for one another, and just, you know, really getting your mind to maybe if you had a stressful day, get your mind cleared a little bit before um, starting a new day. So it's just about being with people and taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit of well-being. Zuni is indigenous lands. It's Pueblo land and it's tribal land. Can you talk a little bit about the tradition of running for Pueblo people? Yeah, so Zuni um, has like a real strong connection with running. It went back to the Pueblo Revolt. So our people connected with other Pueblos to where the Pueblo Revolt was actually one of those kind of, how would I describe it? It's, it's like a secret meeting. It was a secret call for our runners to go from 
whichever pueblo you're commuting from, you will run from your pueblo all the way up towards Santa Fe area. And there was what they were called the king. And what they did was they kind of um, retaliated against the missionaries that wanted to invert uh, our culture and make us forget our traditions, forget our languages, um, and forget our culture and really um, take on a lot of the missionary style. And so the reason why running is so important to all Pueblos is because it was more needed for relaying messages, kind of like the Navajo code talkers in war. Um, but that was our way of being able to know when that Pueblo revolt was going to happen. You'll be learning a lot more on the Children's Hour about the Pueblo Revolt. We've created a whole series on Southwestern history for kids, and it comes out really soon. You'll hear more on the Children's Hour. But right now we're talking with folks from Running Medicine. It's a project of the Native Health Initiative, and it's an inclusive running organization where communities run together, all ages, all levels. Peyton and Maya, I want to ask you, first of all, do you mind telling us how old you are? I'm eight and I'm nine. Your mom talked a little bit about how running keeps the mind healthy, too. How does running medicine help you, Maya and Peyton? Maybe I'm having a bad day and I'm just getting rid of all the bad stuff. As you're running, do you feel like the bad stuff going away? Yeah. Leanne, how do you see running medicine impacting Peyton and Maya? Okay, so Peyton here actually has um, a slight disability. She has a neurological disability. Um, and it just recently um, occurred like about maybe two years ago. Um, she was losing a lot of her mobility in her body. Uh, her, her muscles were getting really weak. And running medicine actually really came in and helped us get her back on her feet, gain her strength, and really just... Um, get her happy because when she was going through that, she was like in a really bad, um, I want to say depression phase because um, she noticed her body changing and she couldn't really uh, control how she was feeling anymore. So with running medicine, it I think what really helped was with um, running and walking, especially walking with our elder eldest people. Um, she was able to connect and listen to stories as to where Maya is. She's more of an active child. She likes to play games. So it, it's actually been um, helping to endure, build her endurance. I love that. And Peyton, good for you. What a trooper you are. What tips do you have for people getting into long distance running so they don't get tired? Yeah, I think, um, you know, being tired while you run is, is all part of it. But I think the key is don't um, bite off too much than you can, you know, chew. I would ease into it and you may be chomping at the bit to really get out there and run as, as far as you can. Um, but it's all about uh, the law of averages. And so if we may only run two miles or one mile or even half a mile one day, but if you, let's say you run two miles one day and you're not able to then participate and run the other days, if you would have just ran that half mile, you would actually, you know, run more over the course of the week. And then your endurance kind of builds up as your body adapts. Is the medicine, the running itself, is that the medicine? Uh, yeah, it, it, um, to us, that's kind of what we tell a lot of our participants is that the running is definitely the medicine because a lot of people, like you said, have bad days. 
um, when they go out, you definitely see them relieving a lot of their um, worries, problems, and stress. And then when they come back, they're feeling a lot more happier than they came to the meet. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I feel like the medicine is the running. (laughs) Anyone can run, even if you feel like you can't possibly be a person who runs. And take it from running medicine. Go slow. Take it a bit at a time. Build upon your strengths day after day and week after week. And if you're lucky, find an organization like Running Medicine that will hold your hand or at least your imaginary hand and run right alongside you. It really does help. Running Medicine's Joshua Vasquez, Leanne, Peyton, and Maya, thank you all so much for being with us on the Children's Hour. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. You can learn more about running medicine and maybe find a group near you. If you're lucky enough to live in New Mexico, go to runningmedicine.org and get inspired. We're going to learn about the science behind why running makes you feel better. Plus, we're going to learn about a different kind of running from someone running for Congress. Stick with us. This is the Children's Hour. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Feel like everything is going my way. I feel a vibe. Come catch the wave. I feel alive. Some type of way. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Feel like everything is going my way. I feel a vibe. Come catch the wave. I feel alive. Some type of way. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? Hey, how are you? Feeling good. Feeling great. Yes, it's true. Hey, yes. Everything going my way. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like I could do anything. Feeling so fresh and I'm feeling so clean. Feeling like I am where I need to be. I am a rainbow. My colors are glowing. I feel it. The light is on me. The light is inside and I am a spark. You are now feeling the beat in my heart. Now you're inspired to dream even bigger. We light up the sky. We light up the dark. This little light of mine, I'ma let it shine till infinity. It's divinity. Ooh, and we spreading that positive energy. That energy. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And you can tell it by the smile up on my face. I wanna see you shining. So catch the wave. And if you hear my voice, let me, let me hear you say. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. That was Divinity Rocks with Fuch right here on the Children's Hour, where we're learning about running. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Find out more at outpostspace.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by United Way of Central New Mexico. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. 
Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token Ibis, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. Over the break, you heard the Hit Parade's instrumental version of I Like to Move It. And before that, Divinity Rocks with Fuch. Today on the show, we're exploring running. You can find a lot more information at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Running. There is a lot of science on the benefits of running for the mind, body, and the spirit. First of all, our bodies are built for running. Human bodies are shaped in such a way that we evolved to be extremely efficient endurance runners, running long distances. The shape of our hips and feet, the length of our legs, and even our shock-absorbing spine, our ability to sweat, it makes it all possible for us to run mile after mile. There are mental benefits of running. Regular exercise improves cognitive performance, memory, and brain volume, meaning your brain actually gets bigger when you exercise regularly. Exercise also improves our ability to deal with stress by enhancing our physical ability to deal with stress, in part because it increases the chemicals in our brain that make us feel better and handle stress. When we study how stress is responded to in our brain, it can produce negative chemicals that make us feel bad, but exercise does the opposite. One vigorous workout can reduce depression and anxiety for hours. We all know that our bodies benefit by running. Exercise does a lot to improve all kinds of health problems, including arthritis and heart issues. A recent study found that compared to non-runners, runners tended to live about three years longer, even if they run slowly or sporadically and no other form of exercise that researchers looked at showed the same kind of impact on a lifespan. Even running just five to 10 minutes a day at slow speeds improves overall physical health. But we also know that there are spiritual benefits of running. The folks at the Native Health Initiative have described how indigenous running traditions are way ahead of anything out there in terms of research in this realm. Some have described running as moving meditation. It's a time for prayer, clarity, peace, and gratitude. Many runners describe how running is part of their overall spiritual practice, including Olympic athletes like Billy Mills. With so many benefits, it makes sense to start running even a little every day. We had help today on the show from Dr. Anthony Flagg, who's one of the founders of Running Medicine and part of the Native Health Initiative. Maybe we can help you get moving. This is the Happy Racers from Ready, Set, Go, right here on the Children's Hour. Move your body. Oh, move your body. Ready, set. 
Spin like a top, spin, top, spin Round the world, here we go Watch me now, I'm a human yo-yo Move your body, move your body, move your body more Move your body, move your body, get on off the floor Move your body, move your body, move your body more Move your body, move your body, get on out the door Your body, move your body more. Move your body, move your body. Get on off the floor. Move your body, move your body, move your body more. Move your body, move your body. Get on out the door. Hey! Did you know that children should exercise for at least one hour every day? For 60 minutes every day If you move your feet and get out your seat You can be healthy to the feet If you want to grow strong then here's the way Exercise every day Before and after you exercise It is always important to Stretch Pencil and Friends with Exercise is Cool from Social Skills Songs right here on the Children's Hour. We're learning about running today on the show, and our next guest is someone who is running in a different kind of way. He's running for office. Specifically, he's running for Congress. His name is Gabe Vasquez, and he's running for the Congressional District Number 2 in the state of New Mexico. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Gabe Vasquez. Thank you so much, Katie. It's a pleasure to be here with you all today. I'm so excited for our conversation. What exactly is Congress? When this country was created under the current uh, system of governance that we have, the Declaration of Independence, right, 1776, and we decided that we could have a better way of governing ourselves than, than what has been done before. And so we created these three branches of government, uh, which included Congress. And in Congress, you have the House of representatives and you have the U.S. Senate. 
Now, every state has two U.S. senators. However, every state has a number of federal representatives based on their population. So where I come from here in New Mexico, we only have three federal representatives because we don't have a lot of people. Uh, we also have the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court and the federal court system. And then, of course, we have the president of the United States. And those three branches of government are supposed to be checks on each other. And what I mean by that is that they bring balance, right? So if you can think about a scale and you have Congress, and you have the president, and then you have the court system, the judges, uh, those three things are always supposed to be aligned and make sure that one doesn't get too powerful. So Congress is a way both to keep checks on that balance, but also Congress are the people who write the laws in this country. So they're the folks who are actually writing the bills that impact your lives, your family's lives on a daily basis. And that is the role of Congress. And that's kind of what, that's what I want to do. I want to be one of over 400 Congress people in the United States. What do you think the most funnest thing about running for Congress is? The funnest thing about running for Congress is that I get to meet so many awesome people. I get to travel across this big state here in New Mexico, and I get to meet ranchers and cowboys and business owners and mothers and daughters and kids just like yourself. And I get to talk to them about some of the issues in their community. I get to go to Pueblos, to our Native American communities. So that's the funnest part is getting to travel and getting to meet different people that I otherwise wouldn't have met if I wasn't doing this. From what I've heard about, some of the candidates say some nasty things about each other. How do you get past that criticism? That's a great question. And you know, unfortunately, throughout your life, you will have people that may not say the nicest things about you or about the work that you're doing. And I think this is a opportunity for you to really show uh, what you're proud of in your life, what you're most proud of. And I think when you believe in yourself and you believe in the things that you're most proud of in your life, then when people say bad things about you or about, you know, anything that you might be doing, you know, in your heart that you're doing the right thing. That is what it takes to be a strong politician. And so even if you're not, people will throughout your life might have nasty things to say about you, but you know, deep down inside uh, that you stand for good things. For me, it's knowing that we can create a better future for this country and that we can all do it together and that we should all get along. Is it stressful running for Congress? And if so, how do you feel like you deal with it? Yeah, well, thank you for that question, Amadeus. Um, yes, we're, you know, I think life is stressful at times. And I think when you run for office, it's very stressful because you have a lot of people talking uh, to you. You have a lot of people giving you good ideas, maybe some bad ideas, and people asking you a lot of questions about what you're going to do to be a leader. Uh, so for me, I handle my stress by running and not just running for office, but actually running. So every day I get up in the morning and I take my dog out and we run out in the desert in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, I get a chance to, to just, you know, unwind for the day before everything gets started. So taking care of your physical health is so important to making sure that you can keep your mental health also in a good place. So it is very stressful. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that, <laughs> but it's also worth it. But for me, it's keeping good physical health. We've been talking with Gabe Vasquez. He's running for Congress and in New Mexico's congressional district number two. And he's also a runner. And we appreciate you so much taking the time to be with us on the Children's Hour today, Gabe. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. 
From Schoolhouse Rocks the Vote, that's Three Ring Government, right here on the Children's Hour. Find our complete playlist and so much more at this episode page at childrenshour.org. Look for running. We're going to go out with one more. This is Peggy Seeger. We'll catch you next time for another edition of the Children's Hour. Bye.
faster, run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day, run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. Let me tell you what I'll do, I'm gonna find me a Sunday shoe, run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day, run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. Run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. Run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. Run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. Run, chillin' run, the batter will catch you, run, chillin' run, it's almost day. The Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to George Mendoza, Jail Powers, Purple House Press, Running Medicine, Dr. Anthony Flegg, and Gabe Vasquez for being with us on the show today. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast or at patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music is written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by the Children's Hour Incorporated and the Public Radio Exchange, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.